At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC. Welcome back. You are listening to The Bachelor. Lifestyle. Coming at you bi-weekly at this point. But we're here. We show up. We talk about it. I mean, this this Clayton guy. There's there's no bachelor that's like even a five. Most of them are like pretty weak willed dorks. But this Clayton guy is the bottom of the barrel. Just truly one of the worst that's ever existed. Just a just a limp empty fucking carcass. A a human without a spine without without even a without a backbone without any kind of skeletal slug structure just like a a slug a jellyfish an invertebrate just a nothing just a just a puppet of the lazy production of what used to be kind of an okay show, The Bachelor. <clears throat> My name is Brian Beckner. Of course, I'm joined now by Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Hello there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this it's a it's a despicable uh, program with Horrible. a despicable premise, and it you know it's made to humiliate people for our pleasure under the um, ruse that um, that they're trying to find love for these people. And, I mean, you talk about, I don't know if it's emotional immaturity or just like as you refer to, like an empty vessel, but this guy has zero conflict resolution skills. Like, you think that, that that's something that you might actually look for in your partners. Like, how do they... How do they do with conflict? Because as you know, you know, human interaction inevitably lends itself to conflict every once in a while. And he does one of two things I've noticed. He um, he steps away. Steps away. Once things get a little heated, he steps away or he just makes out with you. One of, one of those two. Anytime that anything kind of awkward or, yeah. or conflicting comes up, he just kind of uh, grabs the back of their neck and makes out with them. Um, walks walks away only to eventually return and not continue the discussion that he needed to walk away from. Right. I mean, I, I could only be so lucky if 
I was in a difficult conversation <laughs> with somebody I'm in a relationship with and just be like, you know what? I need a minute. I got to walk away from this, walk away to the kitchen, come back and be like, Hey, so what do you want to watch now? Like just completely move on from whatever was upsetting to anyone by just leaving the, their presence for 30 seconds. How dumb do they think we are? I know they think we're dumb, but they're so dumb and they're so lazy. And this stunt casting is pathetic. We got two episodes to catch up on Jason. What happened? Well, I mean, two episodes, but it all kind of culminates into one. Yeah. Good uh, point. Climactic uh, two on one date. Yeah. That, you know, was as contrived and as, I guess, uneventful yeah. as any two-on-ones have been. For those just watching the show for the first time or listening to the podcast, like my show, my, my, my buddy Jonesy, who's now a fan of the podcast, he he's really kind of a young, not young, but he's really kind of a, a novice in the world of The oh. Bachelor. So you kind Jonesy of forget that sometimes- from Jonesy Jukebox? Middays on KLOS? From from the Sex Pistols, you know, Steve not Jones? him, but oh. uh, someone very, someone very similar. Okay, um, but sometimes you you forget that on a show like this, where we get fans that aren't necessarily diehard, uh, you know, bachelor fans. Sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta go back to the basics a little bit, and the concept of the two on one dates, yeah, typically happens every other season or so. It's not a constant, but I know. what happens is is that the producers at some point get <laughs> yeah. together, yeah, they determine two two uh, women or two men that are rivalries, yep, and then they force the subject who is supposedly looking for a wife to go through this exercise of having this awkward two-on-one date where they're literally sitting on a couch together in the middle of a park somewhere. Yep. And then then somehow it that conflict plays out in a, a, a dr- drama and only one rose is handed out. That's right. And, t- and typically the other person goes home. That's, that's the format. And so this entire season basically has led up to this. And to go back a couple of episodes – you know, Shanae is the shit stirrer in this whole thing. She's the paid actress. She's not even um, cute. She's not even cute. She's annoying and not cute. And she's yeah. and she's lingered too long. How about when they had her on the on the two on one, Jason? How about when they had her eavesdropping from behind a tree? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> almost everything about the. It, this is, uh, you know, when they do this pet actress thing, they, they typically just don't make it look as obvious as they did at this season. They do have, like, they have camera angles and, and, and certain kind of, uh, I don't know, what you could, perspectives that are just the actress. And it, it's, it's, it's awful. But you know, you know where you can hide behind a tree? In a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. It's the only place it's effective. In yeah. the real world, no one hides behind a tree. You know when you hide behind a tree? When someone's shooting at you. Yeah. And especially two people hiding behind the tree and then they both poke their head out, one in the, in the bottom and yes. then one in the middle. <laughs> That's always that, fun. That happens in cartoons. Yeah, I love that. Um, but last last episode, like Shanae, she's just um, – 
she just says stuff that that normal people just don't say, especially not on camera. She, you know, she did the fake tears apology to the group um, after throwing the trophy. Remember, yeah. we threw the trophy into the into the into the bushes, and that was a big deal. Yeah. And then she went back and apologized and cried to them during a rose ceremony, and then just went into the interview room and said, "I should win an Emmy, an Oscar for that performance." Yeah. I'm not sorry at all. She says, um, I'm not sorry, hoes. Bitches, I'm done. Give me the Emmy or the Oscar. And she's like, at some point she said, I'm sweating. My vagina sweating? I don't know what is going on. Yeah, yeah. Just stuff, just complete, like uh, stuff that just to get a reaction from the viewers um, no one actually says this stuff on TV. Of course not. She's totally over the top. So, you know, um, more drama just kind of um, uh, more drama continues as Clayton uh, chose her again to continue the journey. I think the last we left off, they were in Houston. And then there was the... Um, the proclamation that they were going to take this thing international. They were going mm-hmm. to take it. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to get on a plane and go international. Yeah. We're going to Toronto. Yeah. Well, what? as usual, they were way too excited. I think we might've covered this already. They were way too excited to go to Houston. Yes. We well, <laughs> covered that. Yeah. I mean, and, and then, yeah. and then to say we're going international, Simply to go to the town right next to Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. At Niagara yeah. Falls, I think, is is in uh, New York proper. Yeah. I want to say. Well, I think it um, it's the border between yeah. New York State yeah. and um, Ontario. Yeah. So their, inter- their big international thing, jet setting thing is to yeah. go uh, just like northwest of uh, Buffalo. And, um, yeah, they, they have to act like they're real fired up to be in Toronto. Um, I guess you would say that, um, uh, the whole thing again, whether it's like they were, they were announcing the group dates, they were, uh, announcing the one-on-ones. And then at some point someone deduced that there are two ladies next. And this was a huge deal because Genevieve is going to be, on a two-on-one with Shanae. Now, Genevieve. Um, no clue uh, who she was. She's never yeah. been on screen until this moment. She's had a couple moments where she talks shit. Um, but no, she hasn't really been like a main player, mm-hmm. a main rival. Mm-hmm. She just kind of was thrown in at some point. And um, what, where is she from exactly? She's a, she's a bartender in Los Angeles. Oh, that's... I, Interesting. I don't think she's worn a bra all all season. Oh, she's I'm, very very free. Uh, I mean, and- she was she was the, and not that this matters because Shanae is just wretched. She's just everything about her sucks. But um, she was the much cuter of the two on the yeah. on the two on one date. Yeah, Genevieve's a cute. Yeah, she, yeah. she's a sweetheart. Twenty six um, bartender, L.A. Where's she yeah. tending bar? Oh, she's got a lot of teeth in that mouth. Genevieve is looking for a man with whom she can get lost in their own little world. She is ambitious, confident, and persistent and says that when she wants something, there isn't much that can stop her from going for it. Her 
dream man is someone that will let her maintain her independence. Well, who cares? Where's she from? Um, she doesn't like public speaking. No one does. It just says LA. Yeah, that's kind of a layup. Uh, one of the actors. Oh, it says Haley and Justin Bieber are relationship goals. Oh, okay. She loves to go fishing. I'm out. Fuck so, fishing. So she, uh, she's the poor girl that gets locked into this two on one. Now, mm-hmm. um, the the epi- the episode before this last one, they were they teased the Niagara Falls. They started mm-hmm. the two on one day at Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. and Shanae is saying something like, "I'm gonna get that uh, little wet uh, Chihuahua wet or something," and and just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, she um, Genevieve is. She seems like the type that's not really going to put up much of a fight or give give Shanae what she wants, which is a lot of conflict. She's a little meek, um, and but at some point, um, Shanae pulls pulls the uh, the bachelor aside, Clayton, and says something along the lines of, um, "She is an actress." So the irony of oh, Shanae. Yeah. Yeah. Shanae, the actress. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. And this is how we kind of, it almost just confirms, she's basically admitting she's the actress by outwardly stating that another cast member is being an actress. Um, and so Clayton goes back to the bench and they're both sitting there and Clayton uh, turns to Genevieve, unbeknownst to her, is completely surprised and says, I need to know if you've been lying to me and if you are an actress. So that was great. That was great. I didn't hear like Shanae told a whole bunch of lies about Genevieve, which is what they do on the show. And then they never confront. They're never like, Hey, Shanae, who's on my left shoulder said all this stuff to you about you who's sitting on my right shoulder. They just like euphemize what was said without actually pitting the people against them. It's really irritating. But I didn't hear I didn't hear Shanae say that Genevieve was an actress. But one and so when he's like, "Is it true that you're an actress and you've been lying yeah. to me?" and I'm like, "Dude, what is where is this coming from?" And then her when she's when Genevieve reacted, I was like, "Oh, she's acting right now. This she is an actress." <laughs> she did she did a horrible job yes. of defending herself yes. and de- and denying it. She goes, like she, ah, well, ah, ah, yeah. I don't even know where is this coming from and I'm like that is not like it's it's like when it's like when Patsy Ramsey makes the makes the uh 911 call and she's just like a little over the top you're like okay come calm down we know you're bullshitting like it's like you're you're trying a little too hard as soon as Genevieve gets called an actress. I had no idea that she was an actress. As soon as she gets called an actress her, by her reaction, I'm like, Oh, she's definitely an actress. An actual actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in real life. And then, yeah. and then Shanae is the actress paid to be on the show. Exactly. And, uh, but yeah, she had pulled Clayton aside and actually said that, uh, Genevieve gives her the actor vibe or something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Clayton kind of perked up. So, it was kind of a weird thing where Genevieve did a horrible job of, of denying, explaining, and, and she was, yeah, emotional and making those noises. And I'm thinking the whole time that 
Shanae has done it again. Like she's crushed another yeah. rival. So did I. Clayton is going to fall for this. I actually made a note, much like I once read on the stuck nut message boards, Travis Rogers out as producer. I, I wrote down right here, Shanae out question mark, because I thought she was leaving for sure. <laughs> so I, I have no idea how you, you went from that to stuck nut message board. Ducknut.com. Travis Rogers out as producer question mark question mark. Yep. Wow. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> So then uh, a shout out to Stephen Houston, by the way, stucknut.com. I don't, I don't know if he listens to this pod, but he's always he's always around. Um, and by the way, I know a guy that listens to my this pod, uh, our guy Drew in L.A. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't like my COVID takes on Twitter. Oh, I've um, I Drew's a nice guy, but I think I muted him a long time ago. Yeah, he uh, COVID's over, Drew. Yeah, most it's over. Most I don't do a lot of political or COVID stuff. Me either. Every time I do, he is aggressively yeah. agitated. At well, me. he can he can be scared of COVID in his house by himself. The rest yeah. of us are going to live our lives because it's over. I had I mean, it's I've known him for years. Great now guy. By, by now, by knowing him, I he's always been a presence because he listened yeah. to the Jim Rome show. And yes, he's, he's been on social media. No, I've, he's a delightful guy. Friend of I've your met, friend. I've well. met him once. I met him once in person, mm-hmm. but he just like, yeah, he doesn't want any of my, uh, I'm a, I'm a cynic and I'm skeptical of the government's motivation yeah. and all this. And as, as we all he, should, he wants, he wants none of that. Yeah. He, he wants to listen to the government, every That's single right. word, follow right. the Fauci. And how's that working? I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not into that. Anyways, no. shout out to Drew. I know he's listening. Great guy. Yeah. He'll probably send me an incendiary tweet. Uh, I won't see this, it. But, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you you block people and mute people. I, I have yet to do one of those two things. I know. Well, I don't, I don't do Twitter much other than to promote my podcast. And so I'm not like really looking to be disagreed with. <laughs> Like that's not that's not why I go there. So if you want to disagree with me, that's fine, but just do it in silence because I'm. This is a one way form of communication. Mine out. No, <laughs> there's like no that. in. There's no in on my yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So surprising us all. After he, I think he did another one of those. I'm going to get up and walk away and come back. Things he says. He turns to Shanae and he says, "Uh." Shanae, I can't find it in my heart to give you a rose. Um, he turns to Genevieve, asks her if she'll accept the rose, and they're just like, we're out of here. Like, there was no goodbye. There was no, Shanae, can I walk you out? It was Clayton grabs Genevieve's no. uh, hand, and they yeah. walk out into the sunset. Genevieve, I mean, uh, Shanae's just sitting there. She's shocked. She's pissed. Yeah. Her tactics didn't work. No, this was much just like the are you an actress part. They then they walk like 14 feet away and then the camera it, it just it's like a sharp jump cut to them just standing there making out like on the sidewalk for <laughs> no fucking reason. Yeah. It was like worse than the worst telenovela soap opera. Like it was so fake looking and they were having some completely fake conversation. You know how like somebody gets up 
to go to the bathroom, like somebody's girlfriend gets up to go to the bathroom and you're sitting with your buddy and you're like, and you could tell there's some tension. You're like, dude, what's going on there, man? I mean, I just, I saw the look on her face. Like things are not going well. And then you talk about her the whole time that she's gone. And then she comes back. You're like, I don't look, I don't think the Broncos are going to be able to get it done this year. I just don't, you know, they don't have the defensive line where you just jump into that yeah, fake yeah. conversation. Like you were having it the whole time. That's yeah. the conversation because some producers like, okay, pick up how happy you are, how much you love each other. And then they just jump. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you they jump right into it meanwhile shanae is like i just want to thank you you're fuck you he was i would never fucking touch that guy he's disgusting (laughs) like he's not worth it and then jason she goes sightseeing why is she why is she on a boat two minutes later I've been to Niagara Falls. They're at the top. You got to go down the bottom to get on a boat. She would have had to get in a van, go down to the bottom, hook up with the boat, get on the boat. Uh, suddenly, she's on the on a boat in the midst of the falls. For what reason? I think you have it backwards. I think Shanae was oh. overlooking the falls, and but they both – got on the boat and were on the boat. Oh, somebody and, was on the boat. The, I'm pretty sure it was show, Shanae. The show made it look like Shanae was up top on the overlook looking oh, down at them making out. That, that could be boat. right. That yeah, could be that, right. That, yeah. But yeah, that, either one, the same thing. Now I did write down why is Shanae sightseeing? We're, but we're, we're not, because <laughs> right. I thought it was yeah. one person on the boat, but maybe it was the two of them. Yeah. So, um, well, she was sightseeing. It yeah. wasn't, that wasn't wrong. But um, the, the show, The Bachelor, I think came the closest to admitting that they had a hired actor on the show uh, without admitting it when Shanae in her exit, you know, shit talking literally says that Clayton chose an actress instead of me. Who is an actress? Who's who's, who's a paid performer on the bench? It was a wink, wink, I think to the audience. Um, So anyways, look, look, though, if you're, if you're a young guy, and, you know, you're looking to make some time with some chicks. Oh, my God, I'm going to cough. Hold on. Cough button. It's not COVID. And you're looking to make some time with some chicks. Always go for the actress. They're extremely insecure. They will They will absolutely be as into you as you need them to be into you. Because they're worried that you're not going to like them. That's why they chose that profession. So given the choice between Shanae, the fake actress, and a real actress, take the actress. It will work out better for you in the period before she ends up eventually going nuts. Just a PSA. Love that. So, um, you know, of course, uh, the nature of the two-on-one is that they go back to the house where they put all the girls on the sofa and they're all eyeing the suitcases. Yeah, I love this. Whichever love this. suitcase goes is the one that that's that's leaving. This is a good piece pr- of production because because the, the producer comes in yeah, dressed in yeah. all black and she takes like a a, a long beat, yeah. like a ten second beat, to look back and forth between the two suitcases. Now I don't know about you, Jason, but uh, I. My suitcases, I believe I bought like the three piece set Samsonite from Costco. I got the best deal on suitcases. And the problem is a lot of the time when I go on a flight 
and I have to check a bag, my bag comes down. It looks very similar to other people's bags. So it's, you got to be really careful. Do when they pick these group dates or these two on ones, do they, before they go, are they like, Hey, they have to, they have, let to. me see, let me see. <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me Show us your suitcases. Yeah. And if they're and if they're too similar, they go, okay, we're we're just gonna bring in a stunt suitcase for one of you. Or that's what they do is they just have two like prop suitcases because one was pink and one was white. Right, right. I mean it was was very distinct. And so the producer does a little acting job of her of her own with everybody watching her, and she finally picks the white suitcase or whatever. Yep. And and the girls go nuts. They're crazy. They go crazy and they do the old uh ding dong, the witch is dead. Yep. And you know, this is right before a cocktail hour before a rose ceremony. So Mara, who uh ironically says this. Um, says, all right, no drama, no tension, just happy women looking for love. And I'm thinking, no, that's the exact opposite of what the rest of the shows, you have no idea. Like the producers have a lot more humiliating in mind and it's, there's always going to be drama. So we talked about last time we did the show, I said, I don't know, like once they kick, once they get rid of Shanae, I'm not going to know who anybody is except for the square jaw girl that complains about not getting enough time all the time. Mara. Well, that's Mara. The bachelors yeah. heard me because immediately we lose the one character whose name we know she goes. And all of a sudden it's like, who are the rest of these chicks? And all of a sudden it's every 12 seconds we get more of Mara saying how she's being disrespected. She doesn't get enough time. He doesn't even talk to her. And it's like over and over again with the Mara, they have to come up with more storylines because they lost the only character people have heard of. (laughs) And the irony about Mara saying no more, no more drama is that she's the one that is the drama, right? And almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And, I don't. I don't know a lot about Mara. I haven't read her bio or anything. No. I just. I just know hold one on. thing. Tell I, me. I just hold on a second. I just know one thing. She's got a square she, face. She's not thirty-two. No, that, no, that's the only thing no. that I know about Mara. No. Is that <laughs> they say she's thirty-two. Yeah. But she's not. She's not thirty-two. And and I know that um, the another way I know she's not thirty-two, other than just obviously looking at her, she her big sensitivity is how young. The woman is that yeah. Clayton's oh, into, yeah. and yeah. like you can tell that it's like if if uh, what's her name Sarah who who is the subject of her jealousy. Yep. If she's twenty three, like she states she is, she's probably half of Mara's age. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. even yeah. not even exaggerating, and that's why Mara takes exception to it. She's so much younger. Yes. Okay, Mara, entrepreneur. One of my least favorite words in the English language from Collingswood, New Jersey. Mara is coming in hot and serving us swag exclamation point. That's, I don't know what that means. Is that a generational thing? Because when you say someone is coming on in hot and serving us swag, that's just word salad to me. That is not a <laughs> sentence. That's that's, uh, that's cu- Yeah. That's coming in at the last minute and excited and bringing free stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she. Goes, 
she comes in with one with one of those coffee cups with a printed yeah. with one of those traveler mugs with a printed with logo on it. Yeah. Born in Puerto Rico, she and her family migrated to I believe the word is immigrated. I don't know that we say they migrated. They are not geese. She and her family migrated to the U.S. when she was young and has been spicing up the lives of everyone around her ever since. This was written by an intern. She considers herself the life of the party and is looking for a man to settle down with and keep life fun. When it comes to relationships, she is extremely nurturing but can be quite tough she loves hard, fights hard, and is extremely passionate. Mara is so ready to be in love and not afraid to put in the work to get there. Hope you're ready, Clayton! Exclamation point. Fun facts, Jason. Mara loves to salsa dance. Snoring is a deal breaker for Mara. Uh oh, that is an issue. <laughs> Going to be a major issue, and she doesn't eat spicy food. Whoa. Didn't Wait see that a minute, a Puerto Rican who doesn't eat spicy. What a what a contradiction. I know. So so Mara's now is she now the new star or what? Or she she's the one that's going to bitch and try to out everybody. She's going to try to friend zone herself and be the one that complains and says people aren't there for the right reasons, right? Cuz that's what she does to Sarah. She's she's so desperate. Um she feels humiliated and shamed. Now the the realities of, of life and interpersonal relationships, especially matters of the heart. Um, if someone's, you know, I think there's a book or a movie about this, right? He's really not that into you or whatever the hell. It's like it's, the whole yeah, concept is. I mean, you're pretty close. He's just not that into you written by stand-up comedian Greg Barrent. And and you like Mara doesn't quite grasp that. that no. That this was, this was, you know, everyone's kind of looking for love. He's not that into you. Yeah. The only reason you're on the show is because it's been a numbers game. It's because you haven't offended him enough yet to, to be uh, voted off. Yep. And you've been nice enough to keep around, but him not paying attention to you is probably the biggest <clears throat> sign that you're, he's not that into you, but yeah. she, she thinks it's a matter of not spending enough time with him. Yeah, she's yeah, she's been saying the whole season again. The only reason that we know who she is is because she's the square jawed chick that they cut to right before every rose ceremony. That goes, oh, I'm probably going home because I didn't get any time. I don't get any time. I don't get time. I need some time. I haven't gotten any time. So it's actually having Shanae around was good for her. Because she could fly under the radar. Now she's got to put up or shut up and she's taken the tact of I'm going to talk shit about everyone else that's here and that'll keep me around. And we know from years of watching The Bachelor, that's actually the wrong tactic. It will not work. And but she's kind of like uh, she's the Uncle Rico. Like Uncle Rico was like, if that coach would have put me in the fourth quarter, right? Like it, there's. We all know anyone who's been in athletics knows that one guy that could have gone a lot further if the coach didn't screw him and the like coach didn't like him. It has no nothing to do with your ability or lack of ability. It was because of other circumstances that that kept you down. And Mara is is that. She's yeah. the Uncle Rico 
of this bachelor I, season. I, now. I, used, I used to listen to this radio show that was hosted by a buddy of ours, some who'll go nameless. And he had this co-host and his co-host made it all the way to JV in the Ann Arbor area <laughs> in high school. But he was convinced he could have played D one. He could have been a D one player, except he only made it to the JV in high school. And it's because the coach didn't like him. He didn't get a chance. Yeah, the coach, and that's screwed him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty often in athletics that coaches decide not to use their best players. Yeah, coaches don't like to win. <laughs> they usually they'd much rather hold a personal grudge and yes. screw, screw yes. little little yes. kids than yeah. So um, so the first thing that Mara does right after she says no more drama is that she sets up a uh, at the you know, pre-rose ceremony cocktail hour, she sets up a little uh, couch uh, poutine eating. Like, uh, I guess she's from Canada. Is it called poutine? Poutine? Who sets this up? I, I missed this part. I fast yeah, forward. Mara sets up. Mara's from New Jersey. She, well, something happened where she wanted to make a Canadian. Because uh, oh, they were uh, in Toronto. Or something. Yeah. And so she makes poutine and. I guess it it only lasted a couple minutes, and then she got interrupted by a woman. Mm-hmm. So she does what a lot of women do on this show. Instead of telling the other woman, hey, I just sat down with him. Could we have another five minutes? She goes off to her own and starts crying and complaining yeah. about yeah. the time that she doesn't have. Mm. Um, and I will say this. As the rose ceremony is is coming up, Mara makes the very astute observation. She says, um, uh, well, I didn't get much time with him. So the best case scenario is that I get a rose. The worst case scenario is that I don't. (laughs) I mean, there's only two outcomes, really. (laughs) I mean, there's only, there's only, there's not a best and worst case. There's just, they're just the two cases. So um, he gives a rose to everybody. It comes down to the final rose, and it's down to her, um, Marlena, who's that the the black chick with the great attitude. She was a former Olympian, and uh, then right. uh, the greatest then athlete the, in yeah. Then the hunter, yeah. the uh, hunter, the blonde, yep, who just got done making out with him at the at the uh, cocktail hour. Yeah, well, yep. Mara got the final rose. Marlena and Hunter are sent home. Yes. And he makes he makes this great announcement at the toast. He's like, you know what? We're gonna pick this thing up and we're gonna go overseas. Yeah. We are going to what's the name of the city? Havar. Havar, Croatia. Croatia. What did you how did you say it? Havar, Croatia. Croatia. Now, couldn't he have just said Croatia? Do they need to? Is it because they do a deal with the local tourism bureau that <laughs> right. they have to say the name? Because, I mean, I've never been to Croatia. I know people that have. It looks beautiful. I would like to go there. But I've never heard of Havar, Croatia. I don't I don't know what that is. Like you could have just said Croatia and it would have been fine. Right. The Havar kind of throws everybody off. Cause you're like, where the fuck is that? I, I, I just think that like, I want to say that, and, and I know nothing. So I'm sure we can get tweets and, and reaction to this, but like 
the whole uh, Croatia, uh, Bosnia, kind of former Romania. Yeah, no, no. War torn through the. It's Yugoslavia. It's Yugoslavia. Jason, Romania continues to be Romania. So Yugoslavia, Bosnia, Serbia, Croatia, they were all kind of in that mix in the 90s and it was ugly and and everything else. I'm like, I could see where these countries are trying to like kind of uh, broaden their their um you know brands for for tourism and stuff but i i've never heard of havar croatia no. neither of any no. of the women no. but the producers made them say havar croatia many times uh between them and they also they also followed it up and i don't i i think clayton might have said this but it might have been one of the chicks and i quote croatia is a beautiful place to fall in love yeah, it's a great place to find Croatia is Havar. <laughs> yeah. So um I think that um so they, they get on a plane and they have to do the, the normal thing where they're overly fascinated by the by this European town and they they jump on beds in the hotel rooms. Um yeah. and the one on one date goes to Teddy. Now Teddy never heard of her. She was a uh, profile like in the, the initial episode. She's the wow. one. Vir- she's the one virgin in this group, right? The V. Um, yeah, and um, she, so he takes her out in a one on one. Yeah, and it was really forgetful and boring. I, I fast forwarded it. What is there anything I need to know about it? Oh no, no, no. Okay, I, I didn't think so. I, I didn't write anything down of note. But what, was she? What, hold on. Was she, was she um, having a problem opening up and then? at the dinner then she did open up like t- told something sad about her life and then he's like i'm so glad you opened up and then he gave her a rose that seems to be like i i wrote this down too that seems to be the the pattern uh that this show has taken yeah in the last three years it's like i'm i've always had a problem breaking down walls and opening up and stuff yep. and then i'm gonna spend i'm gonna spend the dinner portion where there's food in front of us that we don't eat. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I'm going gonna, gonna to spend that time telling you about a dead relative. Yeah, so, yeah that they do. Died recently in my life, and then they're guaranteed a rose for sure. Um, Teddy's no different, but what she did do at some point, either during the date or on, at the dinner, she, uh, you know, she hasn't told him yet. So she says, I, "I need to tell you something. I'm a virgin." Yeah, and. This is what he says to her. I know. First thing he says to her is, well, first of all, I would have never known. (laughs) Wow. Because she she wasn't wearing a a scarlet V, like, (laughs) like the Laverne L on her sweater. Like, I, I don't even know what he means by that. I would have no, no. never known as in, um, you know, you like you don't dress like a slut or you. Yeah. Are, yeah like, right. I don't. That, that's a weird one. I, you, yeah. I, I would have never known. Who would know? As opposed to the a couple of the cast members back at the hotel that I could tell have gotten around, you know, right, like, right. It's really strange. Yeah. like um, and then he, you know, he makes up for that question or that statement by saying that whatever sex and physicality is just a, a portion of this and yep. it's what's in your heart and very boring. Um, the usual, you know, he'll start making out with you once he runs out of stuff to say. 
So she gets a rose. Um, group date. Like they chose to go to some castle and where there's uh, a couple of of Croatians in armor fighting. Oh, dude! And the contest is to see who can be knighted the queen. And this is, this is exactly what you want to do on the Bachelorette when you got a bunch of nubile twenty somethings together. Find ways to put them in more clothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. How can how can we cover the, the more skin on this show? And then we're gonna make them fight and eat cow dicks because that's what people want to see pretty girls do. Yeah, the the whole fear factor uh, activity Horrible. Horrible. where they eat stuff and then you find out who doesn't eat stuff and then and um, Serene becomes the the knighted queen. She's the one who ate the most and did the most and very I I saw eyeballs getting eaten. This is one of those ones where I just be like, no, I'm not putting on. I'm not putting on armor. What does this have to do with what? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not wrestling. I'm not eating eyeballs. I'm not doing any of this shit. I'm not doing it. Right. Fuck off. So, um, so Serene, you know, wins it, whatever that means. But, you know, Mara, she vows to call Clayton out on his shit. In other words, Clayton is, hasn't given her much love, even though he did. He, you know, waited until the last rose to give her. Mara says tonight at the cocktail hour, I'm going to, I need to talk to him. So that's the big drama. So again, the woman who said no more drama after Sinead leaves just becomes the drama. Yeah. Um, and it's she, everything they do. So Teddy goes on a one-on-one cut to a clip of Mara saying she doesn't get enough time. Then they <laughs> announce the group date. Cut to a clip, Mara saying she doesn't get enough time. Then they realize that um, that Sarah is getting the group date because she's the only name they don't say. And Sarah's like excited and crying. Cut to Mara crying about she doesn't get enough time. It's just like <laughs> back and forth the whole time. Yep, that's exactly what this is, yep. um, which tells me they had almost nothing to deal with as produ- as editors and producers. And yep. they had to keep going back to this one. Now, Mara takes a weird tact with uh, with The Bachelor. Like, there's a, a couple things you could do to guarantee you're not going to you're not going to uh, be the uh, fiance at the end. You could take you could get into the friend zone. Yep. We've seen that happens you know, every season. Her. Yeah. And then you could take the tact of calling the subject out for their choices, which is what she did. She says, uh she basically just hits him between the eyes, like uh, starts giving him shit about, I thought you you when you came on here, you said you wanted a wife and a family, but the choices you're making show differently. Yeah. <laughs> she says, uh, you know, that there are girls here that are uh, either not ready for this or too young. And he's like, uh, what do you mean not ready? And she's yeah. like, well, some some have been openly vocal that they're not ready. Lies. She tells and a bunch of lies. And then there's a couple of them that are just too young to want to be engaged. So she's open a can of worms. Um, he gives her no hug. The guy that makes out with everybody doesn't kiss yeah. her, but he thanks her for uh, for informing the him. End. It's the end of her. Um. The woman on the group date that 
is going to be in the final two, if not the one left standing. Reality Steve already knows who wins, but like Rachel, the blonde, um, at every turn he gives her reassurance. Like they they make out to the point of it almost looked like they were going to have sex in this one, um, in their one on one time, and then he gives Rachel the rose. Of course, flash to Mara. She thought that her uh, calling him out for making bad choices was going to get her the rose. She she thought that, um, and so yeah, that's the uh, that's the way the group date is left. Now, of course, Clayton goes back to his room and he's shocked to get a note slipped under the door. Now, oh he's shocked, God. even though there's there's a camera crew yes. inside his room. There's a guy. There's a guy with a boom and a backwards hat and Asics or New Balance on and cargo shorts. And he's got he's got headphones on because he's being told how to follow the guy around. He's got a big microphone. And then there's another guy with a light. And then there's another guy with there's another guy with the camera. And all of a sudden the thing comes under the door. Of course, he doesn't immediately answer the door. He stands there dumbfounded and then well, waits a second. So, so there's a knock on the door, and then the camera with the close-up shot of the note sliding under the door. And you're right; he pauses, and then he opens the door and looks out like he's supposed to see somebody. Now, um, I, along with the uh, the description of the crew that you just uh, said, which is very funny, I imagine there's like a uh, a twelve or twenty four pack of water. Like Aquafina, yeah, yes, off, off yeah. to the side, like yeah. they got their little snacks too. Yeah, yeah. Um, good point. But um, so um, the card that slipped under the door. Now you know everyone. I think watching thinks it's Mara who, want, who yeah. wants a word with them or whatever. So the only thing the card says is "Meet me at the clock tower." So they go to this like freaking clock tower that's a thousand years old. Like why just why can't why can't she just come into his nice warm hotel room and give him a blowjob? Like she has to <laughs> she has to so, it, I'd be like, fuck, I gotta put shoes on and where's this fucking clock tower thing? Like I'm supposed to know where that is. And also, am I is am I gonna get rolled out here? Like it's very confusing and seems like a lot of work. They were both just a few feet from each other when she was outside the door. Oftentimes people just knock on the door. Why not just do that? Yeah. Why not? Why not stay in here and look at my cock tower? Yeah. Nice. So the person that wants to meet him at the cock tower is wedding videographer, Susie from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Is she the one that used to be in pageants? I think so. Yeah, Miss yeah. Virginia. There it is. She yeah. won Miss Virginia 2020. She's a yeah. cutie. Yeah. Um, she actually looks 28. She says she's 28. She actually looks 28. Um, and so at some point, she shows herself and everyone's surprised and he's surprised. He's like, what are you doing? She just wanted to express to him that uh, that she's fallen in love with him. Now, we kind of have to take a step back and think of just how, like, against the rules this is. Like, wait a minute. So you had a, a one-on-one date, a group date, and then you have another one-on-one coming. And then one of the women just creates her own one-on-one date and says, meet me at I the know. box. I was just like, thinking that. that. Jason, 
you don't want me to get, you don't want to get me into my, what happened to the rules rant that I do at least right, once right, a right, season. Right. Cause there used to be rules to this. You couldn't just go, you didn't even know where the bachelor was staying or when they, when they stayed in the mansion, he would stay in that, the, the guest house or whatever. And you, it was off limits. Now you can, now you know where his room is. You can invite him on your own fucking one-on-one dates. It's all bullshit. It is. And like, to me, it's a strange uh, juxtaposition because Mara, all she's doing the entire episode is complaining that she hasn't gotten quality time with him. And then you have this woman, this other uh, subject, just creating a one-on-one date. Like, why doesn't Mara just do that? Yeah. So anyways, I know. Uh, that that's what happens. Um, so two women on this date, um, the aforementioned Rachel that got the rose, the blonde, who I think is going to be the top two. And then her, Cindy, she she says she's fallen in love with them and they make out at the clock tower. Wait, who the fuck? No, not Cindy, Susie. That's what I meant. That's what I meant, Susie. I knew. Susie. I knew that's what you meant. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, um, Jesse, Jesse Palmer, our new host is summoned mm-hmm. by Clayton. Yep. And, um, he's like, he, he's just such a freaking uh, meathead. Um, really he is. doesn't quite understand how to process things. So he's like, he's got those oh. eye bags. I'm worried about him. <laughs> he says to Jesse, uh, Mara told me, um, that, uh, you know, I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to get married here and she says that she doesn't want me falling for the wrong person and this is what he says I mean my biggest fear is like to get to the end of this and then you know um get down on a knee and then the other person doesn't want to get married like really that's your that's your biggest fear like that okay yeah that that seems to be the uh the the common anxiety of any man that's ever uh proposed to a woman it's but it's a little yeah. weird it's a little weird so um he just pulled him aside and had this talk. Now I thought that they were going to try to disrupt the rules or take a rose back or do. This is what I thought they were going to do since he gave the one-on-one date to Sarah. And then Mara, Mara said that there are just people in this house that are too young. I thought he was going to say, I already gave her the one-on-one date, but could I take it back? I thought so too. I thought so too. Yeah. Just like two weeks ago when he took a rose back, Yes. He wants to take the one-on-one date back, but he just kind of left it there. And then this, no, this is incredible. And then Sarah and him do get together, but I don't think it was for an official one. Hold on. Hold on. He calls in Jesse Palmer to, for like, Hey, I'm in, I got this situation. I found out something that Sarah who may or may not have a cleft palate is here for the, might be here for the wrong reasons. And Jesse offers so little advice that I, if I were Clayton and luckily Clayton does not have the, a functioning brain. So he's just like, okay, he doesn't like really think things through, but Jesse's like, yeah, I remember not being sure in my journey. So, Hey, just make sure um, everybody's here for the right reasons. See you later. Like what? Like how bad did they need to fill 48 seconds of the show that they included that part? He calls in the host. They used to call in Chris Harrison for real shit. He calls in Jesse Palmer. Nothing happens. Nothing changes in the 30 seconds that Jesse Palmer's there. What was that for? 
Yeah, it's again, whether it be Jesse or Tasha or what's her face, like the hosts yeah. just haven't been serving the uh the show like no. Chris Harrison did. And yeah, Jesse Palmer seems to rely on his own experience a little too much. Like he'll always go to the hey man, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. I know exactly what you're going through right now, man. All right, talk to you later. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and of course, the ultimate ruse where he told the group of women that he has been a bachelor, so he knows this works. Yeah. And even yeah. though yeah. he's married to someone he met yeah. years after the bachelor. Yeah. 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 So he ends up having the date with Sarah. What happens there? Because I didn't even, I didn't make it till the end. So uh so he kind of sits her down and he starts talking to her about Someone in the house told me that you might not be ready to get married and that you're too young. Are you ready at the end of this to uh, to be a f- my fiance or whatever? And she, again, just like Genevieve earlier in the episode, does a horrible job no. of explaining or defending. She just starts crying. Just starts like, crying. Just starts weeping. And hardly being able to get words out. And like, she almost looks guilty because totally. she can't, she's like, you caught me. But like, uh, but then yet again, he steps away. <laughs> He's like, um, I, need, I need a few minutes to myself. And he walks away. And then they show her talking to a producer saying, somebody screwed me. I've never once said that I wasn't ready for marriage. And somebody back at the house is ruining me and they're jealous of me. And there's probably some old, some old uh, cast member, whatever. And she just starts talking shit and then she gets her uh, confidence back. So as you pointed out earlier in the show, when he, when he goes away and then he comes back, there really isn't any resolution. It's just, he just comes back and stares at her. And then he says, I believe you. <laughs> yes, it's insane. <laughs> they don't really talk it through. He basically just says, I believe you. Will you accept this rose? And then they start making out again. It's insane. It's like, what is happening? It's crazy. So, so the, the, what, what happens is the um, cliffhanger is uh, Sarah goes from like really upset and sad to now she's out for revenge that she says karma is a bitch referring uh-huh. to the fact that this old lady back at the house tried to s- s- torpedo her. Yep. And so, she's got so her they're rose. setting up new characters, you yeah, know, they got, we need new characters. She's going to walk back into that house with a rose and she's going to deal with the yeah. person yeah. that yeah. spread this untruth about her. I can't wait. I, uh, which is Mara. And so that's next episode. It's yep. Sarah V Mara. Can't wait. In, in, uh, in Havar, Croatia. Uh, unbelievable. We will, we will catch up with it then. Jason, outstanding job. Hopefully we didn't, we ran into a bit of a technical snafu, of course, on Jason's <laughs> end. So, oh, I mean, it sounds okay to me. I haven't, I haven't put this show together yet. Hopefully it sounds okay to you guys. Uh, but we will we will catch up with this probably next week. Uh, for Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Baller Lifestyle.com. 
how embarrassing We'll see you next week That's what we like Play your cards right You might end up on paradise Here's the key to the fantasy suite Balls deep so you can sleep With your third or fourth girl in a week We're making a connection and falling in love We're chilling in the mansion Outside the hot tub We starting in LA And then we travel the world We toasting champagne We got 32 girls Who gets a hometown And who's the most hated Who had the best date And who's getting eliminated We always speculating Like you wouldn't but I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve So, it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the ball of lifestyle we living in It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the ball of lifestyle BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.